if you believe that function is high intensity lifting at, at quick speeds, good for you. Your body's probably going to tell you very quickly that maybe it's not. But if that's the catalyst that gets you up and gets you moving, go for it. You're listening to The Fitness Industry Podcast, powered by Australian Fitness Network. For articles, resources and inspiration to grow your fitness business and career, go to fitnessnetwork.com.au, where you can also find a huge range of online and face-to-face courses, accredited for CECs and other continuing education points, with up to a massive 40% discount for members of Australian Fitness Network. In this episode, the movement guy and multidiscipline master trainer, Andrew Chatty Chadwick, talks overcoming personal pain, individualizing functional training, and what can happen to your career when you keep saying yes, with Network's Alicia Smith. Welcome to the Fitness Industry Podcast. Today, I'm here with Andrew Chatty Chadwick, the Network 2017 Presenter of the Year. Welcome, Chatty. Thank you, mate. It's a pleasure to be here, and I'm still very much honoured to receive that award and have that title. And we've talked about this, you know, over the course of the weekend, but I'm just absolutely thrilled for you. I can't think of a more deserving person. You know, often, I think in the industry... We see faces regularly at conventions, but we don't really understand just how much work and time and dedication goes into people like you being absolute masters of what you do. So tell us a little bit about about how you got to where you are now. Like what's your pathway been into the industry? How have you ended up as the chatty that we know? The chatty that we know? Well, I was born in Brisbane in 1990. (laughs) Well, back when we had tin shoes. Yes, back then. Um, I... Was a soldier in the Australian Army, and I, at the age of 24, was told that I had back pain. We don't know why you have back pain, but you'll have this back pain. In fact, we don't actually believe that you have back pain. So we're kicking you out of the Army. You'll need a walking stick for the rest of your life to try and reduce the pain. And then I did uh, some rehab stuff, and the Army did put me through a rehab program, which was wonderful, and I got back to walking. And then I started to understand the role of, of movement and, and not so much fitness but movement. And I started to have to learn what that was. I got a job in a warehouse after that rehab and, and lo and behold, about a year and a half later, my discomfort, pain, call it what you will, started to come back. And I was like, look, one, I'm not enjoying my job. Two, I need to get to a facility to be my catalyst to move and I'm not getting the time to do that. So I'm not really, my quality of life at the age of 24 to 26 was pretty ordinary. So I started to study Sir 3 and 4 in fitness. And I did that through a wonderful organisation uh, up in Queensland at the time called the Yeronga Institute of TAFE. And and some of those people, the instructors, are still my friends, actually. I got a message from one of them, I hadn't heard from him in years, and he said, sent congratulations, so that was kind of nice. And I studied and I learned, and for once in my life, I found something that... I could dig into. I could get into it. I mean, I was reading the uh, Totora Anatomy book, which is the telephone book thick, as 
as exciting reading. And, and I was like, for the first time in my life, somebody walked up to me and called me a nerd. <laughs> I was just thinking that when you said that. I was like, my gosh, that is so nerdy. I love it. Yeah, and I, that's exactly <laughs> what I said. I said, thank you. Yeah. And, and for, some, for some reason it clicked. Um, it was something all of a sudden I was passionate about. And, and that to me was an aha moment in my life. Because, you know, kids get told, in Australia, kids get told at the age of 18, you have to choose your life path. They don't know. So all of a sudden at 27, 28 years of age, I was like, right, this is what I want to do. From there, to be honest, I didn't have a fallback. So I was going to live or die on this, and, and, and that would, that's technically harsh. But this was what I was going to do. And I put everything I had into it, and I got a job in a corporate training facility and, and was quite successful. From there, I got poached by a small gym in Brisbane and went broke for a couple of weeks, as you do when you change jobs and you're a PT and all of a sudden you have to build up your clientele base again and was quite successful in that facility as well. And then I got poached by a larger facility. I'm sorry, I'll go back one step. In between going from the corporate world to the smaller gym, I met the people from QPEC, Ken and Karen, and they said, we've got this BOSU program coming up. Do you think it'd be something you'd be interested in? Would you like to instruct that? And I said, what? You want me to instruct something? And I should really apologize to everybody that did BOSU courses with me because I was not bad, but not good. And it was a good learning ground. And then Twist Conditioning came out and then Viper came out. And then that's, I met Michelle Dalcor and that's where, okay, things are starting to go all right now. And, and so it's, I, I do owe a lot of debt of gratitude to Ken and Karen Baldwin. They saw something in me that I, I didn't know that I could do. And then I started coaching football clubs, just the clubs I was playing for. So I started getting more coaching experience. And then I went to a bigger gym chain and there was kind of a disconnect between, for me, their philosophy and my philosophy. And that's okay. It's not a good or a bad thing. It's just a thing. And then I finally met the people from PT Academy, Dom and, Dom and Mel, and that's in a big way thanks to Ian O'Dwyer. And uh, things have just gone from there. So that's when I met TRX, and my, my work with TRX has just been something I'm very passionate about and, and I love. Uh, it's when I met the guys from Trigger Point Performance, and again, that simple little thing that you get on and do some some form of technique on helps people move so much better. So those two tools together have helped me all of a sudden understand maybe, just maybe, why I was having pain way back in 2000. And then I met the guys from PTA Global, and that was like, ah, uh, right. So what you're saying is that my physical pain was probably attached to my emotional pain at the same time, and then the two worlds collided at the same time. And so it's been a journey of meeting wonderful people. It, it, there was a painful experience at the start. There's been painful experiences the whole way through. But meeting wonderful people and then saying, what about this, what about this, and just implanting little nuggets of wisdom into my head at different points in time. So the chatty today is a product of a, of a lot of different influences of some wonderful, some ordinary, but you learn from the ordinary ones as well. And I think one of the things that I always remember about you, the first time that you were really on my radar, and what I mean by that is uh, the first time that I saw you present at a Filex convention and it got my attention was almost by just luck or 
whatever you want to call it, because it was a session that was like a big super session on a Saturday afternoon mm-hmm. and there were people like Fraser and mm-hmm. it was like a big group kind of circle, yeah, 200 well. people, and you got thrown into it because the presenter didn't turn up or yeah. something happened. Yeah, 15 minutes to go. Yeah, that's right. And and I was there kind of emceeing it and you were right by the stage and I just was absolutely in awe of the energy and the dynamism that you brought to that session and I just thought gosh we're so lucky that we had you and not the presenter that was meant to be there just because if that situation hadn't occurred then who knows whether whether all of the amazing work that you've done would have reached the industry in the way that it has. Well thank you. I remember that and I remember literally pooping myself (laughs) because it was right Chatty there's some resistance bands over there yeah you've got 15 minutes to come up with a 15-minute circuit on to get these people moving and revved up. And, you, and you're on stage. Like, for me at that point in time, Fraser Quelch was not a friend. He, he was a... He's the boss, he right? Was, no, no, no. I didn't even know the bloke. Oh, right. So he was a guru. Yeah. He still is. But there was also some really big names in the Michelle, industry. I think Michelle, Michelle was in that. Yeah. yeah. And these are people that I looked up to highly. And then they said, oh, you're going in that corner on this. St-. And then I'm like... I'm super nervous right now. But then I just fell into coach. I, I just literally I coached a session for a group of people I didn't really know. And and to me, it was about making that 15 minutes with me about them. How can I get them to use the tool that we were using at that point in time? But to have such a good experience in my little corner, and, and to be honest, I don't know whether I physically or mentally thought about this. I just wanted them to have a good time in that corner and uh, you notice me that's that's kind of cool so yeah that, that's all it was it was just oh, here's some stuff let's go yeah 15 minutes to prepare for it. i still remember that session it was awesome it was great it was such a cool experience mm. okay so a little bit of a change of direction you've you'd only been in the industry for such a short time at that point and you were you bec- how did you become this master of all these tools well it, so the word master kind of scares me a little bit because because mm-hmm. probably a jack of all trades, master of none might be more uh, uh, apt for me. It, it was one of those things where somebody asked me, did I want to be a part of something? And I said, yes. And then somebody asked me if I wanted to be a part of something else. And I said, yes. And, and then someone said, hey, this is coming. Do you want to be a part of this? And I said, yes. And I was just fortunate again, Ken and Karen, who are very passionate about bringing education at, at that time and they still are obviously wanted someone to help them coach this stuff and and I just kept saying yes to things and then I got to meet people like Douglas Brooks and Peter Twist and 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 Michelle Dalcor God bless him and, and and these people were willing to spend time with me to help me whether they knew it or not at that point in time to help me become better and then from there I went to a conference in uh, America in December 2011 and I met one of the a couple of the people from TRX so I hadn't even met Fraser at this time and they said do you want to be a TRX instructor and I said uh, yes and uh, so then I went back to San Francisco studied at TRX headquarters in 2012 and, and that's when I met Fraser for the first time and it feels like I've known him forever now he's, he's a good mate uh, but in that time too, in I was always in my ear going, you know what OD's like, he's, he's always in your ear about things. But 
he's been a great uh, mentor and an absolute friend of mine now. And um, those people have really just imparted little bits of wisdom on me and now I'm receiving an award. So again, I just got to say thank you to everybody who's had a part of it. TRX is really where it's the first time where they sat down and they said, learn this information, deliver it the way that your delivery style is, and then we're going to test you. And we're going to score you. So you get pretty nervous when that happens, right? And we're going to give you feedback on your performance. Now, somehow I jagged it after an international flight and straight into the course and five days of work or how many days of work it was and then straight on the flight out. I got a decent score for my first and then I came to Australia and then we did it again and I got another decent score and another decent score. So it's just this process of being tested and a process of being learn this, be tested, learn this, be tested. And then in... 2012, PTA Global said, this is, again, thanks OD, your fault. And I went to Dubai with PTA Global and we got grilled. I mean, hammered. Learn this. And now we're getting some pretty sciencey stuff, right? So I got up there, did the chatty show, and they said, that's crap. I went, oh, really? It's the first time I've, oh, okay. Here's your feedback on this. And that's the first time I sort of got really hammered into submission and started to understand. Like I did it inherently before, but this is the first time that I started to understand. It's not about me, it's about them. It's not about me, it's about them. So now every time I get nervous, I keep getting, the mantra in my head is it's not about me, it's about them. It's not about me, it's about them. One thing that uh, really struck me about you in terms of, so you're an animal flow master trainer. I'm, and- I'm practicing to be a man, uh, yes. I'm, I'm getting there slowly, yes. You're doing a great job. Thank you. Um, and one of the things that really struck me the first time that we co-presented was how meticulously prepared you were. And I think that because you have this really fun, dynamic personality that maybe people might mis- they might have a misconception around just exactly how studious and prepared and, and detailed you are in your preparation why why do you do that why you why do you put so much time like you turn up with a ring binder mm-hmm. and i i didn't i think i didn't expect that to come from you yeah i thank you <laughs> it's actually one of the things my partner hates about me krista because a week before a big event i get nervous and i start i print things out i've probably wasted more paper i'm sorry world than than anybody else because i start printing things out and and writing notes down beside it and I've got, I, for me, I need to feel prepared so I can ad lib to make it about who's in the room at that point in time. It's not about learning a script. It's about understanding the information so that then that information can be applied to the group who's in front of you at that point in time. D- does that answer that? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's actually, even though you're talking about presenting an education, I think that same approach is something that trainers can use with their approach to training their clients uh, I, as well, I, I right? I think it's vital. Exactly the I same. think it's absolutely vital. If you're training somebody and you have a script but you can't deviate from that script, you're not actually coaching them. You're just putting someone through. They could have bought that program from Men's Health and gone through and taken it through themselves. The, the art of coaching is having the information that you need to be able to deviate away from the information that you need to, to, to meet that person at that point in time. 
So let's talk a bit about the concept of functional training because you're kind of known as someone, rightly or wrongly, that is like the functional guy. How does that make you feel? Do you think that's a fair tag? And, in fact, what does function even mean or functional training? What does that even mean? Cool. Loadedquestion.com.au. Um, <laughs> so everybody has a different idea in their head of what function is, and, and I can only describe what maybe I feel function is. Function's highly specific, but it's highly non-specific. Function's highly technical, but it's highly not technical. It's one of those things where people get so caught up in being right, this is functional, that they actually lose sight of what functional is, in my opinion. Function for me is not three sets of 12 of, of a squat because we sit on the toilet. I love using this analogy. If you're busting to go to the toilet, I mean busting. We've all been there. And then you're trying to undo the string on your pants and you get the knot in it, you, <laughs> you know, and now you're doing the wee-wee dance. Before you sit down or whatever you have to do, you don't check where your feet are facing, check where your knees are facing, brace your core, and then take a seat. In saying that, you also don't have three plates on either side of the bar and you're doing it repeatedly. So th there's different things. If your sport is hypertrophy, then that may be a functional aspect of what you need to do to get the goals that you need to do the sport that you chose to do. Daily life's a little bit different than that. Daily life requires lots of different variations in angles, the relationship to gravity, uh, lots of different force profiles into the system. Daily life requires different emotional stress placed on it at different times, which actually affects the way that we move. Function, you know, when you're carrying shopping bags, doesn't matter how close you get to being the same mass on either side of the bag, the different shapes of the bag will make them swing differently with um, mass and momentum. So function's everything, but probably what it isn't is repeated movements and it's okay if you want to do repetitive movements, but at some stage you probably need to do some other stuff to, to undo the repetitive movements. Does that make sense? Yep. Because we all sit in a repetitive movement all day, every day. And guess what we get really good at? Sitting. Then we ask ourselves not to do that anymore and wonder why the body says, well, yeah, no, I'm not ready for that. Give me some other in, uh, stimulus input. And I think when you use the word function, you need to get out of a... a uh, a linear pathway to what exactly function is. Did I say everything without saying anything then? Absolutely. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what function is, right? Yeah. If you believe that function is high intensity lifting at, at quick speeds, good for you. Your body's probably going to tell you very quickly that maybe it's not. But if that's the catalyst that gets you up and gets you moving, go for it. So, yeah. And I might be a little inflammatory here. Um, here we go. Our good friend JP, John Polly, threw down a little barb on social media a while back about yeah. calling one of the tools that you use traditional. Yeah. I'm not going to name that particular no, tool. I, you can. Can I? Yeah, yeah. Okay, he called TRX traditional. How do, you, how do you kind of approach that? Do you agree that the tool, that a tool can be traditional or is it more about how you use a tool? Yeah. He's 100% correct. And he's also 100% incorrect. TRX can be uh, a completely traditional. I mean, what's a row? 
That's a traditional move. And actually, that's a good way to get people from sitting in a machine, because remember, they've been sitting all day, into doing something where they're actually interacting with more of their, as Fitchy would say, vessel, and then putting some load over the top of that. All of a sudden, we're making them use more of their body's tissue to do that move. A row in and of itself is still a pretty traditional pulling movement. However, we can change it as well and make it not traditional. I think that's one of the beautiful things I learned from PTA Global. It's not that traditional is right or wrong, because if traditional gets you moving, guess what? It's the best thing ever. If progressive is what you love and all we do is shove you in the traditional world and put you into that mold, you are not going to love it and you're probably not going to stay there. But if I'm, and, and if you're traditional and all I do is make you play balloon games, you're probably going to go, ah, this isn't fitness. This isn't what I'm here for. So it's actually understanding, again, preparation, what we spoke about before, understanding what the tool can and can't do. I mean, really understanding it, not, not looking at a YouTube video and mimicking it, really understanding what the tool can and can't do, and then understanding what your client group member what's wants or doesn't want likes or doesn't like and then being able to apply actually that tool to suit that person a barbell completely traditional you can do progressive stuff with it viper completely progressive you can do traditional stuff with it kettlebells it's a paperweight it's a cannonball with a handle just because you're swinging it may or may not make it uh, a functional training tool. It's the application of the tool on the person at that point in time for their requirements that may actually make it functional or not functional. So thanks, JP, for that, by the way. So you've kind of been, I don't know if you like this, the tool guy. That sounds... The tool man. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> Chatty the tool man. Uh. But with your, with your move into animal flow, it's obviously just you and your body, how has your involvement in that program or your introduction to that program changed, if at all, your approach to training your own body? Uh, one, I don't need to carry as much equipment around. That's quite nice. <laughs> That's handy. Or clean it up after a conference. <laughs> That's even better. Look, a lot of the things we talk about at Animal Flow, and I hope Fitchy doesn't mind me saying this, actually apply to every other thing that we do. So when you say Fitchy, you're referring to Mike, Mike Fitch, the, who's the, the creator the, of Animal Yeah, the, the Adonis that is Mike Fitch. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of what he's talking about makes perfect sense to me. I love the way he uses the term the human vessel. But all we're asking people to do is move. And move in a way that they get up and they go, oh, that feels better. So I, I love animal flow for that exact purpose. It's not how hard can you move, how fast can you move, how well. It's Look, let's go through some steps and just get you interacting with your body again. The best thing with animal flow is actually when you incorporate other tools with it because, as you know, being the cat-like structure that you are when you teach animal flow, some of it feels a little bit anteriorly loaded. So getting on a TRX and doing some pulling-type movements afterwards, fantastic. Grabbing a kettlebell and doing some swings after you do it, fantastic. Grabbing a battling rope and just throwing it around a little bit after you've done so much structural integrity stuff on the ground, Fantastic. And, and that's where I really see that fitting in. If you want to do a whole class of animal flow, do it. Fantastic. We can do that. But I think the real power in what me being the, 
the master of all tools or whatever that is, all of a sudden I'm starting to get a picture and of well, that might go there and that might go there and that might go there and that might go there. And if you like that like that, then you can do that with that. And, that, and so it's not this is the be all and end all on anything. It's, it's this actually complements this. This actually complements that. That actually complements that. And I think that's where I'm fortunate in the amount of tools that I've been exposed to. We can all of a sudden go, well, hang on, it's not a one-size-fits-all approach. And, geez, there's a metaphor for the fitness industry. It's not a one-size-fits-all approach. Just And this is what I love. Because when I teach a TRS course or another course, I'll go, guys, after today, you are going to go to your first client on Monday morning and guess what you're going to do? Everything we did today. Right? Guess what I did, Mrs. Jones? I did a TRX course. So guess what you're going to do? A TRX course in 45 <laughs> minutes. Ready, set, go. She is there crapping her pants because she has no idea. As much as I love TRX, maybe she needs to just be gently pushed into it. Kettlebells is the best one. Day two, level two, you're going to do two kettlebell swings. Ready, set, go. You're going to do a double kettlebell snatch. Arms go overhead, away they go. Okay, Mrs. Jones, it's Monday morning. I did kettlebells level two. Guess what you're going to do? Double kettlebell snatch. Ready, set, go. And then wonder why we hear a crunching sound at some stage. So it's great that they get enthusiastic. But all of these tools have a purpose at a different point in time. And, and the reason you should go out and learn about the tools probably is so that you know when it fits for that person at what point in time. And animal flow for me is one of the beautiful things that we can do to help people interact with, as Fitchy would say, their vessel again without equipment. Cool. Chatty, we're out of time. No, we're not. No, we no, are. We're going. so out of time. We have, we've got things to do. Sorry, oh. got to go. But before we sign off, how can people find out more about you? Recently moved to Queensland yeah. uh, from Melbourne. So if people want to know more about the work you're doing, how they can find you, tell me. Okay. So I've recently just started my own website just to put some blogs up and keep in contact with people. That's chatty, C-H-A-D-D-Y, 39.wixsite, W-I-X-S-I-T-E.com. And I try and post a blog or a video or something like that uh, every week. Uh, I've got Facebook, I've got Instagram, uh, Fit Chatty. Yep, Fit Chatty, that's yeah, the one. Yeah, nice. I follow you. Do you? Thank you. At least someone does. <laughs> and look, uh, if you really need to want to do a CEC course or something like that, then ptacademy.edu.au. But I, I love hearing from people. This conference has been fantastic. I'm going hoarse from talking to everyone. It's been outstanding. But if you are a trainer and you've been in the industry a while and you kind of, you know, as a coach, you go up and down in those those little roller coaster rides. Get out, do some education, whether it's with one of the companies I work for or not. Just inspire yourself so that you can do your job in inspiring other people. Not not to get fit, not not to to get rock hard abadabas, not to get massive guns, but just to move for Christ's sake. I think that's a, a big message that if I could be known for anything, I, I want to be known as the the movement guy, not not. Not in the fact that I know movement better than anybody else in this industry, but just in the fact that I want more people to get up and move. Awesome. I think that's a fantastic way to sign off. Chatty, thank you so much for joining me today on the Fitness Industry Podcast. You're amazing. We love you. And Sorry, I made you giggle again. halfway through. <laughs> See you, mate. Thanks, Chatty.
For a huge range of online courses focusing on program design and PT business development, including the Functional Trainer and Elite Strength Coach specialization courses, fully accredited for CECs and other continuing education points, go to the Network website and select the Courses tab. And remember, Network members get massive discounts of up to 40% off courses. Go to fitnessnetwork.com.au today to grow your skill set and fitness career.